could not refrain himself for all of them that stood by him. And he cried, cause every man to go out from me. And there stood no man with him while Joseph made himself known unto his brethren. And he wept aloud, and the Egyptians and the house of Pharaoh heard. And Joseph said to his brethren, I am Joseph. Doth my father yet live? And his brethren could not answer him a word. For they were troubled at his presence. And Joseph said unto his brethren, Come near to me, I pray you. And they came near. And he said, I'm Joseph, your brother, whom you sold into Egypt. Can you imagine the shock on their face? Now, therefore, be not grieved, nor angry with yourselves, that you sold me hither, for God did send me before you to preserve life. For these two years hath the famine been in the land, and yet there are five years left, in which there shall be neither earing nor harvest. And God sent me before you to preserve you a posterity in the earth, and to save your lives by a great deliverance. So now it was not you that sent me hither, but God. And he hath made me a father to Pharaoh, and Lord of all his house, and a ruler through all the land of Egypt. Hasty, and go to my father, and send to him, Thus said thy son Joseph, God hath made me Lord of all Egypt. Come down to me, tarry not. Then he told him he shall go to the land of Goshen. Gonna bless him there. Lord, let's pray together. Lord, we're here tonight, one more night to celebrate the truth. One more occasion to give God glory. I want you blessed tonight. In Jesus' name. You may be seated. And my topic is to dream the impossible dream. To dream the impossible dream. There is a song, I believe in our world today, that's called The Impossible Dream. They are not the author of that song. It came from the Bible, from the life of many heroes of our faith. The reason why Joseph wept, he was not cries of bitterness or anger, but it was because he had to face the reality that the impossible dream that he had, he sang in his tears, which the language of joy said, I never thought I'd see this day. 
I don't think you folks heard me. Don't worry about the fans. Maybe it's to me. Amen. You're my fans now. Joseph is crying. I never thought I'd see this day. I'm talking to some people, I hope, and you're the only one I'm talking to, to people who are financially bankrupt. Socially, if you're like a dropout, forgotten, forsaken, amen, and all the resources are not available to you, but you have an impossible dream. I said you have. An impossible dream. Even though your bank account says no. Your workplace says no. (laughs) Your job opportunity says no. You've got no savings. You've got nothing in the bank to lean on. But you're having what is called an impossible dream. You are the one I'm talking to. And the rest can go home in your mind. Go to sleep. I'm not talking to you. It's none of your business what I'm saying right now. But I want to let you know the reason why Joseph wept is because he said, I never thought I'd see this day. And you need to catch on right now. I never thought I would see this day. Day when my dream come through exactly as I dreamt it. I wish I was down there and somebody preaching this to me. I feel a whole lot better. I never dream of the day when I would live to see the impossible dream become fruition. I never thought I would live to see this day, amen, when it become possible. Now, if I talk to the world and tell them that I plan to live in heaven, they would laugh at me. If I tell them that I'm a king and a priest unto God, they would laugh at me. They would. Because nothing in my genealogy tells me that I am such. My background doesn't tell me that. But you know, God always give us a God-inspired dream. Dreaming that is impossible by your own accomplishment or your ability, God is up to something big when God gave you that dream. Bigger than all your problems. Bigger than all your solutions, bigger than all your ability, God knows how to make you dream outside the realm of reality. Joseph, we talked about him before last week and again this week. He said, I have a dream. Long before Luther King said that down in the States. I have a dream. And the people said, what kind of dream do you have? And the dream he had was an impossible dream. He dreamt that mom and dad going to bow before him. He dreamt his brother's going to bow before him. 
And church, let me tell you, dreams are intimidating to some people because all they're known for is nightmares. Nightmares. But you are having a dream. A God-inspired dream. Hello? And God knows you cannot, by any stretch of your imagination, make it possible. And so we know that in our heart, we thought, will I live to see this dream come to pass? But when God gives you a dream, and God repeats it twice, uh, don't worry about time. Don't worry about resources. Don't worry about who's against it or who's for it. Because when God gives a dream, it will come to pass because it's not based on my capacity, amen, to make it happen. It's not up to my ability, amen, to make it come to pass. It's a God-inspired dream. And one thing I want you to know, don't die before you see that dream. Because Joseph lived long enough to say, I never thought I'd see the day when I would see this come to pass. Clap your hands to the Lord. Joseph had a God-given dream to him. And by the way, I want to remind you, the Bible said, these things are written for my learning and my admonition. In other words, when I read it in the Bible, I can accept the fact that what God said to me is reachable, attainable, and will happen. Amen. It doesn't matter who opposes it or who tried to kill it or who supported it. That's irrelevant. The fact is God gave it to me. God gave, and, and dream our promises, amen, in the comings. God gave you a dream, that means God gave you a promise. Somebody in this building right now is about to, I hope everybody's in this building right now. I hope everybody's in the building. If you're in this building, my God, you're in the wrong place. Somebody in this building, you don't have the finance for what I'm about to do in your life. You don't have the bank account to do what I'm going to do in your life. You don't have the job to pay the bill. I'm about to pay for you, my friend. I'll cut. I'm trying to tell somebody right here, you cannot do it on your own. When you get, you have to confess it's America. It took America. It took a divine intervention to make this happen. Because God going to make you weep and cry, not for sorrow. But I lift the seed come to pass. God bring my dream to fruition. I was watching Brother Marcus this morning, doing his best not to open his mouth. And my hand is on his head. And I could feel the chattering of his teeth. And I need to get to the Holy Ghost. He was chattering away. I said, God, you said every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess. When I said that, he opened his mouth. I want to tell somebody right now, God, when God brings dreams to pass, he opened doors. I told this morning, how many doors God opened this morning? To give revelation. He's the same in, in salvation. He's the same, amen, in all things he does. It's often seem impossible to achieve. 
runs most time, it seems beyond your ability. I want to talk to you right now. If what I'm saying to you is beyond your ability, I'm talking to you. If what I'm saying to you seems impossible to achieve, I'm talking to you. If what I'm talking about right now, the present circumstance says no, it's you I'm talking to you. I tell about Sunday about if there's somebody in this building who said I think it can ever to anybody but me, I'm afraid I'm talking to you right now. You can't have that impossible dream become a reality that you one day will say, I never thought I'd live to see this day happen. When I first came to the Lord, the Lord spoke to me. I told my wife. He said, I'm going to move you from where you are to where I'm going to place you. I'm going to bless you there. Hallelujah. I have no idea what he's talking about. Everything seemed impossible to achieve. Completely beyond ability. Present circumstances did not support him. Amen. Life didn't give me any reason to believe. In fact, I had a million and ten reasons why not to think it would happen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Why should I think that it's going to happen? But I want to tell you tonight, church, I have seen, I've lived long enough to see it happen. Hallelujah. Where they thought I couldn't sit, I sat. Where they thought I couldn't go, I've been. Where they thought I couldn't have, I possess. Shatalamaha. What they thought I couldn't do, I have achieved. I'm trying to tell somebody the day will come in your life when you say, I never thought I'd live long enough to see this come to pass in my life. It happened to everybody but never me. But finally my time has come. I'm here preaching about the impossible dream. Become an impossibility. And you will see it with your eyes. You know, it sounds pretty weird for a guy to say to a mighty prophet, I need a double portion. You don't know this, but I believe Elisha was walking through. I wonder if I'll ever see the day when this happened to me. Hell, I wonder if I'll see the day when I can possess such mighty acts. Hula Masha. We have no idea how long he waited. And time is irrelevant. What's important is the day must come when you say, I never thought I'd have to see the day when this become a tangible reality. It won't be by might, nor by your power, but by the Spirit of God, the creator of the universe, who never got weary and have no amnesia. God cannot forget you. You are written in the palm of his hands. You are like the handprints there, my friend. You are carved in his hands. And God has that promise in his book. Kutamahashat. I say hallelujah. Elisha, grab a hold of that mantle. And I could hear him say, I never thought I'd live to see the day when I would have the spirit 
in the portion of Elijah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to church. Jesus Christ had 12 men and told them to dream, boys, because ye shall do greater works than these. I'm sure if anyone thought the day would come when they would see the day when just the shadow of Peter heal people. There is no scripture where the shadow of Jesus ever healed anybody. Greater works than these. Hallelujah. I hear some people say, Lord, I would like to sit on the right hand and the left hand of Jesus. He said, you ask a hard thing but not an impossible thing. I'm telling you, you're asking God for a hard thing right now, but not an impossible thing. He said there's a baptism that comes with it. <laughs> he didn't say you can't have it. He said just it's a hard thing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I said Hallelujah. And my Bible tells me, looking down the pike, that amen, they sat on his right hand and his left hand. It is achievable. It is receivable. It's conceivable. I'm telling you, church, we are in a dream world. Do not wake me up. Don't bring me back in your reality realm. Come on, somebody. I'm living in a dream world, and I love it. I want to ask you, my friend, do you think it's possible the day will come when your dream comes through? Lord, I want to be the head and not the tail. Lord, I want to reach a place where my fig tree blossom and there be fruit on my vine. Lord, I would like to see the day come, hallelujah, when I can go to that piano and play like an angel. I'm telling somebody, your day will come when you will have these statements in your life. I never thought. I'd see the day when I play like Mozart, when I play like Handel, when I rich like Rockefeller, when I build an ark just like Noah. I'm trying to tell somebody that day will arrive. So help me, God, I'm prophesying to you, you will have a time in your life when you will enter the realm of that prosperity that you belong to and you believe God for and your finance didn't support it and your circumstance didn't support it and your friend didn't support it. But you know, God! Hallelujah. Make you dream the impossible dream. I want to tell you one reason why God used leaders 
as business people in the ministry because every, every business person are dreamers. You never find a man in the ministry that's not a business person. You just don't find them. And if they are in the ministry and not business-like, they are redundant. They have no vision and they have no dream. Hallelujah. Because no business get along without dream. Every franchise that you see in our city one day was a dream. Every franchise where you have your food, your computer, or whatever you're doing. Remember, that's how you're enjoying it now, but you are participating in somebody's dream. They never thought the day would come when they would see it global, universal. But they never gave up their dream, even though time and circumstance and finance did not support it. Amen. Your fig tree will blossom. I don't walk to that building and wonder if this truth will grow. It shall grow. Of the increase of this church, there shall be no end. I'm trying to tell somebody, that's the dream. That's in the heart of every God-called preacher and saints. Hallelujah. Don't accept the report of psychology. I was going to mention this man had cancer. They told me he ain't going to live. And he chose not to believe. He looked at the doctor and said, now, what does the blood say? You have spoken, but now that God speaks. Elisha showed up after a severe famine. People are eating cows dung for food, birds dung for food. The man of God walked up and prophesied an impossible dream that tomorrow the famine will be over. Tomorrow, amen, the cost for food will be so low. And there was such a harvest of plenty that one guy said, if God would open the windows of heaven, might this thing be? And the man of God says, you shall see it, but shall not taste it. Because there are some hungry believers, not God, hungry believers. You're going to stand in the way. And they're going to trample you on their The next day, Elisha didn't have to show up and watch over it. He just walked away. And there was so much abundance that food price dropped that anybody and everybody could have it. There was a mass running towards the gate. Towards the gate. And the guy who was trying to control the gate, amen, hungry people are angry people. And they trampled him underfoot. And I could hear them saying, I never thought I'd see this day after being such through such a severe famine, hardship, and cutbacks, and 
starvation. I see abundance of bread. I never thought I'd see this day. It's got parents to Jesus. I believe we could have tonight in this church. I'm looking for people like this, like Jabez. Long before TV and radio preached that sermon, on my wife is my witness. I preached that a long time before they did. I was thinking on the wave that went with it. And Jabez was a man with a dream. Dream. He dreamt the impossible dream. And took that impossible dream to God. And hallelujah. Maybe he thought I may never live to see that day. But I'm still dreaming. And the Bible said God gave him his wish. Do you have a wish tonight? The only reason why the young boy got the Holy Ghost today, because God wanted to give him his wish. Somebody here. Hallelujah. I was in a meeting one time, and my wife and I was there. This guy walked down off the pulpit, walked right down to me, and gave me a word. I didn't even know this guy from Adam, except he's preaching the word of God. And every word he said was what God already told me. To this very day, the fountain is still flowing. The tap has not been turned off. Hallelujah. When God wants you to be the head, don't settle for the tail. When God promises you bread, don't settle for dumb. When God gives you a yes, don't settle for a no. But pray to God that I will live to see the day. When you can say like Anna, for this I dream, for this I pray, and this would happen my way. You folks will never know this. But you know what? We walk in this city, in the little white clap building, straw for the insulation and the floor that couldn't last, sits upon two big plank of a tree. And I dreamed the day of this building. I dreamed of it. I didn't have many dreamers. I have detractors, dream killers. I ignore them. I put on blinkers and didn't look at the side view or the back view. I just keep on dreaming. And God, so help me, God, and the devil knows this, but they both know this. I'm standing right now on that fulfillment of that dream. Every time I walk up and down this building, you guys have no idea what I'm talking about. You'll never know what I'm talking about. You never know where I was, but Jesus Christ of Nazareth knows what I'm talking about. I am walking in the fulfillment of a dream. And that same God is in this building. He said, I am the Lord God of Jacob. I have not changed. Shatalamahana. I want to tell somebody here, no matter how often it seems impossible to achieve it, it can be received. I mean, church, God, go beyond my ability and my capability and make it happen. Who would have thought that David could slay a Goliath? 
Nobody thought he was good enough to be a king. But David on the backside of the desert, no doubt dreaming, one day I'll be king. One day I'll be a champion. Nobody knows me. His big brother tried to stop him from being, having ambition. Hey, let no one kill your ambition. Let no one step on it. Hallelujah. Kids, don't let teachers determine your destiny. Don't live according to their prophetic words. Their words are pathetic, not prophetic. Come on, somebody. You know what I said? Amen. Parents, don't let teachers destroy your kids. Uh, amen. With their own little innuendos. Uh, hey, you dream your dream with your kids. Uh, get your kids to the, the, the table. I said, boy, you were born for the palace, uh, not for the pits. Uh, girl, you were born to be a queen, uh, not some concubine. Uh, I'm going to tell you something. Pass on your dream legacy to those children. Hallelujah. God said the blessing of Abraham went right down the loins. Uh, amen. Of him down to... To leave out. Abraham. 100 years old. Sarah. 99 years old. And I could hear them in the tent. I never thought. I see this day. When we have a little baby in our cradle. Making a strange noise. That was not the noise of a sheep or a goat or some pet cat. It's the noise of the long, long, impossible dream. Hallelujah. Don't settle for a substitute. Hallelujah. You may not want to dream, but I dream. I dream of a city greater than Fort McMurray. It's called the Golden City. It's not in Las Vegas. It's above the Milky Way. I have a dream that one of these days, we're going to leave this world for a better world. You're not going to kill that dream. And there will be a day when we say, this is the land of promise. I like that word, the promised land. Impossible it seemed to Sarah. To David, look, impossible. He couldn't slay Goliath. To Elizabeth, it seemed impossible to have John the Baptist. It seemed impossible to Joshua that he could be invincible to all those kings. And to Moses, it seemed impossible that a little rod could bring Israel out of Egypt. But God said, dream on. I could hear Pharaoh said, dream on, Moses. You can't get him out with just a rod. You can take one of the rod to bring him out of here. But oh, Moses was operating on a dream that Joseph had. God shall visit you. If you have a word from God, don't let go of it. Though time and finance say no, hang on to the word. There's no devaluation of the word of God. There may be inflation and recession with the word with the world, but not in your world. Pharaoh had to let Israel go. Israel grabbed tambourine and they were dancing. You know why they were dancing? We never thought we'd see the day when Pharaoh would be drowned in water with a guy with a rod. We never thought it could be. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Honesty, if I was your father and mom, 
I could say, honestly, I could see you being a dentist or a doctor. I'm not saying they should say that. But you know what? If I believe that as a, as a parent, I'd pump it in your head till you believe it. Amen. Until you receive it. Praise God. Amen. Israel was told, you're not slaves. You are princes. You are kings. And you got to leave Egypt. It's the reverse. A kingdom of violence. Who would believe she could? Hello? Well, she did. Because she was raised for that call. Now, back to my story with Joseph. Joseph, you know the story how they hurt him? Put him in jail and prison. Let me tell you, friend, your excursions up and down has no reflection on the outcome of your dreams. Poverty today and prosperity tomorrow. In the pits today and tomorrow in the palace. Broke today and tomorrow I'm a broker. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. You can't curse a dream. Joseph, in chapter 45 and verse 3 and 4, his brothers who who berated him and tried to destroy him were troubled at his presence. Now, church, I want you to imagine this. Joseph, now almost 18 years, haven't seen those brothers. They haven't seen, they wrote him off as dead. Friend, I might be out of your sight, but I'm not out of sight of him. I might be out of your mind, but I'm on his mind. He's got me on his mind. He's got me on his agenda. And there's coming a time when the promise draws near. And it's time for you to receive the impossible dream. And you're going to say these words, I never thought I'd see the day when I'd open that door and walk in that place. I never thought I'd see the day when I would be sitting in that job chair opportunity. I never thought I'd see the day when I would be in the place where I'm at. You know, I come a dream has become a reality. Come on, church. The devil don't want you to understand what I'm talking about. But Joseph is put in the Bible to provoke you to a godly jealousy. In verse 3 and 4, they were troubled at his presence. Now they can't tie him up like they used to. Hello? They can't put him in a pit like they used to. Now, he's got an army. The entire Pharaoh army at his command. Hello? He's got the signature of authority. All the treasures of Egypt is in his control. All the army. When you say, Joseph, every knee bow. Every knee bow. And here come these proud brothers that says, we will never bow to you. Here's dad. We will never bow to you, Joseph. Your mom will never do it, but God says, you will. Because I say so. Time is irrelevant. And space is irrelevant. When they come to Egypt, they were troubled at his presence. 
When God begins to bless you, it becomes an intimidation to a lot of people. Amen. They don't talk to you. You guys know how powerful jealousy is. When people are just, they won't even talk to you. They ignore you. <laughs> they act like you got the plague. But really, it's jealousy bothering them. They just can't believe the table has turned. They just can't believe that now it's your turn to rise high. Amen. On the clouds of glory. They just can't believe that, 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 that your promised day has come. And in verse 2 and 6, it says, 42 and verse 6, it says, I am the governor in the land. They never saw him as a governor. Never seen him as a, as a, as a leader or as a, even a, a palace figure. But Pharaoh said he is. Let me tell you, the people that really matters, God will show you differently in their eyes than the people who try to attract you. Hey, to your detractor, you know, sister so-and-so and Joe so-and-so, but to God, you're a princess. To God, you're a king. To God, you're a priest. Why? Because, you see, who really counts and matters, that's the one you look to. Verse 6, they saw and heard he's governing the land. I wish to God we haven't sold it. was too bad. You didn't have a choice. God used you to elevate him. Amen. Verse 9. My dream came through. My dream happened. I didn't dream in vain. I knew I could achieve what I set my mind to. But everybody I talked to told me it can't happen. Look at verse 13. They call him boss. I don't like sister so-and-so, but guess what? She's got what you don't have. I don't like brother so-and-so. Guess what? He run a mom company. You can't even come close to him. Joseph is not on the begging side. He's on the delivery side. He's boss. And they're servant to him. Verse 23, they had to confess their fault. I was wrong about him. I was wrong about his dream. Church, when God began to bless, people make a pilgrimage to you. Let me tell you, vinegar don't attract flies, but honey does. Hear what I'm saying right now? I said vinegar don't attract flies, but honey does. I said honey does. Hallelujah. And so they started to confess their faults in verse 20 to 23 to him, which they said they'll never do. Verse 24, and they began to face the condemnation. We were wrong about him. Hallelujah. Verse 5, amen. They had to submit to him. It's kind of embarrassing. I don't like, you know, Haman. Haman didn't like Mordecai. I thought, I'm going to kill this boy. I'm going to hang him on that gallows. And you know what? Who got hung on the gallows? Haman did. You can't hang up what God set down. You can't demote what God promotes. Hallelujah. You can't destroy what God plants. Hallelujah. And God plant Joseph in Egypt. In verse 5, chapter 43, they had to submit 
to him. Can you imagine going for a job, and guess who's the boss? The person you hate the most. Can you imagine you need a bank loan, and the person you have to talk to the bank manager is somebody you despise? God have a sense of humor. Hallelujah. And Joseph had one too, because he's humoring them. He's playing a little cat and mouse game before the kill. In verse 5, they had to submit to the 43. Look, they had to submit to him, which they said they would not do. In verse 18, they are afraid of him. What a change in situation. They're what? Afraid of him as he played his cat and mouse game with them. And in verse 28, they had to bow to him. And all the time in the heart of Joseph, this is what God said Joseph was going through. I never thought I'd see the day when I'd be governing the land and these brothers of mine would come and bow to me. Confess to me your fault and their scheme and submit to me. And actually being afraid of me because of the power and the authority that God elevate me to. Let's worship God. When God is for you, who can be against you? When God elevates you, who can take you down? Church, I'm trying to tell you, there's coming a time when somebody in this building will say, I never thought I'd live to see this day in my life. What I thought could never come to pass has really happened. Verse 26, 27, chapter 44, they fear Joseph. Praise God. Chapter 45, verse 1 to 2. Amen. Hallelujah. When he made himself known to them, church, can you imagine? Who? Who? Church, let me say something here. Zechariah 14 tells us a story that's happening. I read to saints. Jesus Christ, whom Israel rejected and called names, they will have to one day face him. But this time, not on a cross. Every knee's going to bow. And every tongue going to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. When they see him coming in the clouds, hallelujah, and his feet stand on the Mount of Olives, they're going to say, I never dream I'll see the day when every knee bowed to the name Jesus Christ. Let's worship God. Hallelujah. God. Joe says he's bragging now. When God gives you bragging rights, you can drive your car in your double garage. Live next door to your neighbor who are a multi-millionaire. And all you are is of abundance of favor with God. You know, sometimes on the airplane, I sit on the airplane, I sit in the first class seat, they tell me a seat costs $3,000. Well, I didn't have $3,000 to pay for a seat, but I sat right beside the guy who paid that kind of money. 
<laughs> Whoa, hallelujah. Amen. When God get ready, I mean, I just sit back and lay back like I'm a multi-millionaire. How, what's happened? Because God answered a prayer that I had. I said, Lord, I want to sit in first class today. Joseph said in verse 5, 45, God made me. You're going to step in a situation that your bank book didn't do it. I want to tell you right now, I'm talking to somebody where you got more credit than debit. You're in the red. But I'm going to turn that red blood, not red ink. What the rest you go to sleep and get a dream? I'm talking to those who are awake with a dream. How wake up Have you ever seen a person walk into a house, no down payment, no collateral, no, no, nobody signing for them, no co-sign? But God said, give it, give it, give it. It's in this building. I'm going to come and sit and sip coffee for you. And I said, look what the Lord done. Look what God done. You won't have a job to pay for it. But you're going to still have it anyhow. I wonder who's God talking to. Shalamaha. I'm talking about dream, the impossible dream. Shalamaharia. And if God puts you where the money is required, he'll provide it. I say he'll provide it. God can give you a job. Amen. Amen. We have no credential for. I'm trying to tell somebody in this church, uh, this is not a weak night tonight. It's Holy Ghost night. It's dreamers night. It's bring out the dreamers. Bring out those of the impossible dream. That's why I'm here tonight to talk about my dream, to preach about my dream. I don't want to be the tail. I want to be the head. I want to be the God the impossible dream. Is in this church. Well, I need someone to dream with me. God made me a preserver of life. Verse 5, God made me your forerunner. Hallelujah. Verse 7, chapter 45, God sent me to preserve a posterity. Sister Neil, we would be illegal not to show up here September the 4th and 7th to celebrate this. Because there was a day when this pastor was homeless in the city, jobless. Familyless, penniless, but not so now. I said, not so now. What happened? I dream a dream that there'd come a day when God would raise up a church, a mighty church, where God would provide in the wilderness manner. Come on, somebody. He would deliver bread on time, meat on time, water from the rock. It seemed impossible. Never happened in Egypt. When I'm going toward the promised land. God is preserving believers. You've got to have a dream. You've got to dream. Otherwise you're going to perish. Without a dream you perish. You've got to see yourself unlike you are right now. Now is not the way you are. Why are you guys staring me like this? 
Stop your pouting. Verse 7, God sent. Hallelujah. Joseph, before you, somebody's gone ahead of you, my friend. In the bank, somebody's sitting in the chair. You need to talk to him. At the school, somebody's there. In the contract business, somebody's there waiting for you to sign it. I sat at the meeting this week, and somebody said something to me. I thought, isn't there anybody in the world understand this kind of system? He said, you know, I'm thinking of doing so and so. I said, we already know that. We already know that. And we try to teach the folks. I'm not sure they're following it. He said, man, I want to do it because I know there's a, there's a crisis coming. I said, look, I got all the crisis, amen, recipe in books, but nobody's going to follow it. Because I don't think, I watch those people walk by it because they're blind. I watch them walk past it. They're blind. They can't see. But there's some people where the scales come off their eyes. Uta mashaka. I'm going to, I'm going to Georgia in a few days to preach that church ten times bigger than this. Tell them what I'm going to try to tell you all the time. How to survive. You got to have Dreamers. And they know everything Brother Neil says come to pass because God loved dreamers. God loved dreamers. God loved dreamers. We're in the age of, of Joel 2.28. They shall dream dreams. And that vision, this is the age for dreams, sister, and vision. I believe the day will come when this church is going to say, that's enough giving. I don't, we don't need no more. I believe the day will come when ministers from around North America will fly to Fort McMurray and pack out the airport. Let's come to my meetings. Yeah. Hallelujah. I believe. <laughs> I said, I believe. Do I ever believe around here? Amen. I believe this church will be a source of message of deliverance. Amen, like Joseph was. I believe God wants us to be kings in Egypt and priests in Egypt. I believe God wants us to be powerhouse in this land. In fact, God told me, I want you to start priest healing for a whole week and don't stop and don't preach too long, but expect a miracle. Oh, Shatalamahaya. Do I have dreamers around here? There will come a day when you will say, I never thought I'd see this day. I mean, one time came to me, I have a problem in his life. And not all solutions are sortable on both sides. Sometimes, Paul said, it's a savory of life to one and a savory of death to the other. Hallelujah. In the midst of victory, there's life, there's also death. Kevin cried with an impossible situation for years in his life. He said, Pastor, I'm hurting because I know it, but I'm not in control. All I can tell you is what the Bible says, and I can't and will not say any more. But if you can believe God, if you have a dream, hallelujah, this year God can fulfill that dream. 
When Jacob wake up, the dream didn't just happen. Time went by. Time went by. But now he sits on the throne. I got some minutes here. Sister Dee, you don't know this. Before I marry you, there's zero vacancy in in Edmonton. I've always lived with my parents. So I've never lived on my own anytime. I've always lived at home with our parents. Now my time comes to leave home. I'm in my 20s. I'm going to get married. I'm going to find my place to live. My dad helped me buy some furniture because I had no money. So I buy my green city, green city furniture. Amen. She don't know that. Why would I tell her? That's the hidden part of the dream. And I couldn't find no place to live. No vacancy. And then I thought, well, I'm going home. There's no place to go. But the Holy Ghost still talks. God is not willing to disappoint me. God will not send me home empty. He will send me back with plenty. Not empty. That's the kind of God I serve. Amen. God can do all things. He told me, turn right, turn left, and I follow the direction. And I saw a sign. Vacancy. The first place I've ever lived in my life on my own. And so I went in there, right on the door. One last apartment left. Amen. And she said, you can't have it. Until I evoke the name Jesus. They said, I don't need a resume. Who you know is good enough for me. I got that place. So I got the dream apartment. The next thing was dream furniture. And then I have no suit or coat because I'm from the world. I don't wear jeans and all that stuff. I said, Lord, I want want seven pairs of suits to go to England. I didn't. After all, I'm going to a place where they don't know me. I got to show off like I'm rich. I got to look the part before I be the part. That's the secret of success. Look the part before you be the part. Act like you own the plane. And you know what? I have no credit rating, so I couldn't get what I wanted except school loans. And God gave us somebody who, who, who signed the collateral for me. Make a long story short, everything in my life, just worked out real good. God did it. But I dream of those moments. I dream of her flying back from England to Canada. I dream of that. Everything I dreamed of happened in due time. And I feel that same spirit is in this church. The rest of you are dismissed by the person I'm talking to. Let's have a private conference. About your dream coming through. Kutomo Shatala. I never owned a car in my life, but I dreamed of owning a car. I walked to the parking lot and looked, and I dreamed of passing the test. I failed the test five times or more. Finally passed it. No, I can't afford a car, but I dreamed of owning a car. I'm just an ordinary saint. In the church, believing that God answered dreams. Oh, hallelujah. And one day came from work to my father's house. And they said, look out the window. What do you see? I saw trees. I saw grass. They said, oh, no, there's keys for a car. That's yours. 
insurance paid. I feel that same spirit here. I feel somebody can hand you the keys right now. They can just quit the house right now in the city and hand you the keys. I want you to move in. And they have no reason why they want you to move in. They can't tell why they want you to have it. They says, move right on in. I want you to have it. You know why? Because God says, you are a dreamer. And you're going to say these words. I never dream of the day when I'll see this day come to pass. I'm talking to somebody right now that God said, your dream is a lie. Let's stand. You know how I see this church? We see this church. Hallelujah. Like Joseph. Even though none to encourage us with our impossible dream. We dream the impossible. We fight the unbelievable foe. And we strive with every last ounce of courage to reach the unreachable star. I dare you, like Balaam with your eyes open, have a vision now. Speak, Lord. Have it right now. With your eyes wide open. A God-inspired dream. An impossible dream. God is up to something big in somebody's life. You're not a father to Pharaoh. A lord over Egypt. You never thought it could happen to me until it happened to me. Until it happened to me. Who is God talking to? I'm talking to somebody. Amen. Hallelujah. God says, you have a dream, and I want to fulfill it. Would you worship God now? Shabbat I came to this church with a dream. I came with a dream. An impossible dream. From a human standpoint, I come tonight believing I can go through the eye of a needle. Anybody here feel that way with me? Would you bow your head right now? I'm not telling the mountain to move. I'm moving it. The next five years, the Lord tarries. Handling one million dollars will come like nothing to you. Come like water. But the problem is, can you pay tithes with it and still live for God? Living in a house worth $50 million can become yours. But can you still be sociable with God's people in spite of all this uplift? I want you children to come right now because you're, you're easy believers. I 
I want you to close your eyes and see yourself 20 years from now where you're going to be. I want you to close your eyes right now. Close your eyes. I want you to look down the pike 20 years from now. I want you to have a dream. And when you go home, write that dream down in a diary. Put it in a vault. And you have the fulfillment of that dream right now. The Lord says we got we need faith like you guys have. All right, close your eyes right now and see yourself. Hallelujah. Nothing wrong with pushing a broom. But why just stop there? Why I sit on the 24th floor looking through the window at a beautiful, beautiful ivory desk. Lay back in a chair. Nothing wrong with that. Whether up in the tower or on the pits, you can still be blessed. Right? Amen? Hallelujah. Why you dream? If your parents are here tonight, I want to stand behind your dream. Stand behind their dream. Stand behind their dream. If your husband stand behind your wife's dream, your wife stand behind your husband's dream. If you're all alone, I pray angels stand behind you right now. I didn't come here to be woeful. I care to be winful tonight. This building I'm in, I live to see the day God gave it to us. You don't know what it was like in 1980. I did not have it. But it was a dream that God would give it to us. And the adversary would move out. And they did. And they begged me to give it, to take it. I live in a dream house. It wasn't my bank account that did it. God gave me a favor with a person who owned it. And insist that the official let me have it. And they hand over right to me. Because God told me, when my wife went to see her mother, I got a house picked out for you. When my wife saw she said, this is it. I said, God, let's do it. The banker couldn't stop it. The lawyer couldn't stop it. It was a dream to come through. When I want to marry my wife, they tried to block it. But they couldn't. Because she was my dream girl. And a dream girl, a dream house, a dream church, a dream car, a dream God, a dream possibilities. Hey, come on. I never thought I'd see the day that this dream become a reality. But it is. I'm trying to tell somebody that dream is here to lie. Wow, shock up. Lord Jesus, 
many people have canceled Sunday night service. But I can't do that. This is my dream night. When I dream of that city, one of these days, we'll I'll stand in your presence. And confess our dream. What's your dream right now? What is your dream? Somebody at Camp Mean the guy walked up to me and said, Pastor Neil, at Summit you said, and my wife and I got it. I was in a state, the man said, you said this, and we got it. So why can't we have it? We got it here too. Why can't I hear? I got it too. We got it too. Why are you confessing? I got it too. I got it too. God made a way. Come on. God made a way. There's a miracle in your hope. There's a miracle in your hope. Hallelujah. It's in your bosom. It's in your mouth. Confess it. Joseph told me why he wept. I never thought I'd see the day. When they come and bow. Like the dream said. Lord Jesus tonight. I know. That you know. I'm a recipient of dreams. My entire life is run by dreams in the scripture. Everything I have in my life was one day a dream. Every ministry I'm in, Lord, was one day a dream. And the dream has a stop. God is still flowing, glowing. If it had not been for you and dreams, God, I would have been hopeless and homeless and godless. And I pray for that person in this building tonight. Lord, I feel they're not too far away from saying to this church, I never thought I'd live longer to see me, see the dream come through. Now, Lord Jesus, I want you to touch people right now. Some may have to wait a month. Some three months, some six months, some nine months. Time is irrelevant for Sarah and Abraham. The important thing was the child was born, the son was given, and the promise never dies. The promise never dies. We give her the praise right now. Sister Donna, while you pray for the dream that you have in your heart for the rest of us right now. Words that we've got tonight, Lord Jesus. Pray, God, that you would give us the faith as this week continues on, God. That we would continue to walk in this faith and in this message that you've given us through Pastor Neil, God. Give us the faith to stand strong when the devil comes on Monday and Tuesday and tells us it's not possible, God. Give us the faith to stand when our family comes and tells us it's not possible and our logic tells us, God. Pray, Lord God, that we would continue to stand and be a witness to our families and to our kids and to our parents, God, that you would be able to bring them to you through the miracles that are happening through our lives, God, the things that are impossible that are going to happen, God. 
Lord Jesus, bring us back again, Lord Jesus, to give you the glory and give you the testimony for what's going to happen in Jesus' name. I'm going to give you guys a little look at the book that I wrote. Just lean on my office chair and bring that book for me. Quickly, please. On my desk in the corner right here. Quick. That book, everybody can't walk over it. I'm going to tell you right now, it's a secret for every minister to get if they ever plan to own their building. They will never work hard enough to own a building. There's some things in life you will never have enough wage to pay for. <laughs> 